0: shall be preached in all the world, then shall the end come. Hello and welcome to this episode of Fuel for the Harvest. My name is Charlie and I will be your host for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you're catching me on the road. I'm driving right now, so sorry if there's any background noise. Um, you, you're probably like, man, are you you and Nathan still doing this thing together? Yes, we are. Um, things have been a little bit wild. We've both been on the road traveling quite a bit uh, to different locations, um, and God's been doing incredible things. Uh, we've been seeing him stir movement, raising up laborers, um, seeing people engage their local communities into the ends of the earth, and it's just been so exciting to see what God is up to. Um, He's been pouring out his favor, opening up new doors unlike we've ever seen before. Uh, I just got out of a Bible study and it was really exciting. And uh, today I wanted to dig into what is the connection between you, the Middle East, Poland, the local church, and the global church? You're about to see (laughs) what that connection is, but let me just dig in and share some really cool stories of of what I've been witnessing recently and how that connects to you. So in this Bible study, I happened to be sitting next to a believer from Poland. So after the Bible study, we got to talking and getting to know each other, and um, he was sharing his story and how he came out of a background of really what I would say lifeless Religion, uh, lifeless Catholicism from Poland. Um, I'm not saying there are no people who've really met Jesus in Catholicism, uh, but that this is this guy's story, and in different regions around the world, um, different. Uh, churches like this take on different forms. So I, I met this believer and he starts to share his testimony, how he came to a different type of church in the U.S. and God began to draw him. He, he says he had this experience where he felt like something was leaving him, like darkness was leaving him. And he's like, actually, I, I felt that God was taking away my old man like it was really being crucified with christ and he was giving me a new spirit a heart of flesh and changing my life he says and uh since then he has begun to discover his gift he said that god has really gifted him to pray for people and see them impacted right on the spot whether that's hope restored or physical healing or something like that he time and time again is seeing god radically transform lives right in front of his face as he prays that is awesome and yet he says man i'm I'm trying to share the good news with my family and they're stuck in tradition really he's like my mom says well i'm Uh, Why would I leave what I've grown up in my entire life? And so uh, he's really wrestling with that. And In fact, he said there's one family member he had shared with, and it almost seems like they just brush it off. But later he's coming back saying, you're right. Like, I'm shocked. I'm reading the Bible, and it's different than what we're being taught in the church in Poland. So really fascinating, this guy's story and, and what he's doing to discover the way that God has wired him and created him and gifted him. Um as I was sitting there listening to his testimony, I thought of my friend Tim or Timatuc who, who lives in Poland. And um he's been on former podcasts before uh where we we discussed with him the, the underground church of Poland, the house church network that's expanding and growing and people are coming to Christ. And it so happens that he's helped launch a YouTube channel uh with a guy who was a Catholic priest and has encountered Jesus in a new, fresh way and come to know the lord and now they do this podcast or this uh, uh youtube channel uh sharing the truth of, of the gospel and sharing about jesus christ and discussing the church and discussing scripture a really powerful growing well-known channel so i thought man this polish believer that i just sat with in a bible study i, I ought to share this with him and this happens to be in colorado where i'm at right now driving and uh so i said man i I actually have a friend in Poland. Um, I wonder if you've heard of this YouTube channel and uh, heard of this guy, um, Tim and Fabian. And so I shared it with him and he goes, wait a minute, yeah, yeah, like I've listened to this. I know this channel and I was going, no way, dude. That's incredible. Um, That is absolutely amazing. And then he says, do you happen to know of Brother Yoon, the heavenly man? I said, yeah, that's an incredible book. And actually, um, their ministry, a Ministry of the Underground Church of China, has partnered for us, with us for uh, disciple-making initiatives to raise up Kingdom laborers in the Muslim world. Wow. How incredible. Um, and what's really cool about that is uh, that there are Chinese believers who have been sent as missionaries to the Muslim world, to the 1040 window. And um, they're giving their lives for the gospel. They're using their gifts and talents and primarily going as ordinary, everyday people, businessmen, businesswomen, engaging in in everyday spheres of life to bring the good news of Jesus. Um, And that's the way that they're partnering with us for the Muslim world. Uh, They've begun to share how they've launched missionaries, and that's really been a great blessing and impact to Forge Ambassadors in the Muslim world. Um, Forge Ambassadors are indigenous boots on the ground fueling this laborership movement in in different nations. We've talked about them from time to time. And uh, now the Chinese are blessing them, uh, providing opportunities and resources. And uh, I I can't share all the details. That's why you hear me hesitating and pausing um, due to security risks, extreme security risks. But just know that the Chinese missionaries are sharing their wisdom with Forge ambassadors in the Muslim world. And they're sharing their unique God-given talents in that way. It just amazes me that in this season, I've been continually amazed at the body of Christ, the global body of Christ. Um, what, what an amazing community to be connected to, an amazing family. Uh, I, I Recently, here's another example. Um, my sister was traveling in Utah and uh, she was on a road trip going somewhere for work and she was alone and her car broke down in the middle of nowhere and so I got a call and and my parents called me and they're like Charlie do you know anybody I'm like I happen to know someone Um, I know a church planner who is in that town happened to be just 30 or 45 minutes from where my sister broke down and uh, he was able to step up and help and be a blessing to her in the, in the time of need. His family said, yeah, we'll take her in, we'll help her uh, tonight, we'll make sure she has what she needs. And they were able, in the way of Jesus, to be a blessing to a sister in Christ. And isn't that just like Jesus? And just like what he said. He, he said, I pray that those who come to believe will be one, that they'll be united. In fact, Jesus also said, Hey, this world, this darkness, this dying world, those who are lost in their sin without the hope of the gospel, guess what? They'll know that you're Jesus' disciples by your love for one another. Your love for one another. And I really think that's what I've been witnessing, is the love of God poured out into people's hearts by the Holy Spirit, poured out into the believers' hearts, and seeing this worldwide— And what's amazing is that God's love compels us. It motivates us. It fuels us. That's the driving factor. We love, according to 1 John, because God first loved us. And it's His love that compels us. Christ's love compels us, Scripture says. And so I've been witnessing various believers in all different unique places, everywhere from the Muslim world to... uh, Utah reaching Mormons for Christ to uh, Polish believers in Poland and in Colorado. And what's the unifying factor between all of them? Christ's love has compelled them and compelled them so much that they have begun to offer. Their gifts, to offer their very lives. Romans 12 says that we should present our bodies, we should offer ourselves as living sacrifices. This is our spiritual act of worship and I think that's what they're doing. They're saying here are our very lives. God use them and they're using them to love others in really tangible, practical, yet powerful ways sometimes I think the most powerful testimonies and the most powerful stories of God at work in the world today come from simple acts of love in the name of Christ just simply saying Jesus here here I am whatever little or much I have it's yours and I want to offer it to bless others I want to offer it to love others it's like the boy with the few fish and loaves man we could have I mean those disciples might have looked at him and like dude that's nothing like get out of here I wonder if there are people all around us like that that we would overlook and undervalue and say, you don't have much, Um, I'm not sure you have a place at the table. And yet Jesus says, hey, that's exactly what I want, just the little you have, pour it out for my kingdom cause. And so I've been witnessing these believers do exactly that, pouring out what they have for the cause of Christ, for the cause of His kingdom, for the sake of the gospel and God is multiplying it. God is doing absolutely incredible things. And I really see a pattern of them loving and blessing and pouring out their lives and their gifts. Um, The first instance is for the church, uh, the believers. Now, when we talk about the church, I see a global church, which is interesting. I, I kind of equate that to like the kingdom of God. We see God's kingdom advancing all over the globe, and we get to be a part of God's family. We get to be a part of his kingdom. Christ is the king. And so we see this happening globally. Um, we we also see the church globally, the, the collective body of believers. I think we'll see a united global church when Jesus returns, again, to make all things right. People from every tribe, tongue, and nation will be in his physical kingdom when Jesus returns. Um, we see letters in the book of Revelation written to churches of various cities. And I think that those citywide churches would have consisted of local collections of believers as well. Like we see to the church in Philadelphia, to the church in Sardis, to the church of Laodicea, Jesus says. And there were these different writings for them. Um, so we, I see believers offering their gifts to The church to other believers, and I'm seeing that globally. It's amazing. I'm just still so in awe of how God brings together His global body of believers. Like, how on earth can, like, the connection between an American, a former Muslim in the Muslim world, the Chinese underground church, and others, the bridging of all of that is what God is using to advance His kingdom, or the connection of of a polish believer in poland and me an american happening to happening to be in a bible study meeting another polish believer and hearing that he's already been receiving on this end what this other believer has offered to the body of christ amazing how how this is a global impact a ripple effect then i see the local effect These believers are offering out of Christ's love for them and their love for Jesus. uh, They're offering themselves, their lives, and their gifts to the local church, to the local believers. Um, Maybe you're a part of a local church and you can do the same, but they're saying, hey, what can I do in the unique ways that God has wired and gifted me to bless others? Now, one caveat with that. I'm not saying... You shouldn't step out of your gifting or out of your strengths because God often works in our weakness. When I am weak, then he is strong. So don't forget that. But I also think God wants to use our passions and our desires and our our longings. And that's what these believers are doing. They're saying, here's what little I have. I want to offer it. This Polish believer says, you know what? I have a gift of connections and networks and friends. And he ended up launching this house church. You've heard about it on former episodes, likely. And when he launches this house church, it begins to be a blessing to his community. And it begins to multiply and multiply and multiply and ripple effect across Poland. And so he does this um, and then he realizes, you know, I've got a gift for technology. Why don't I use that? And I've got this friend, this this priest a former priest. And so they begin to make a show together to share truth on YouTube. And people begin to be impacted just by, hey, here's how God's gifted us. Let's share it to be a blessing. Let's share it to love others in the name of Jesus. Um, Others have, have used their gifts in different unique ways. The Chinese saying, hey, I've just been obedient. I've just given Jesus my yes. And therefore I've used that as he's led to launch out and live my life in another context. And what I've learned there through business and life and family, I want to share with others so they can launch out for the sake of mission as well. Um, God is doing a unique thing as people simply offer their gifts to the local body, other believers. I think of the verse in Corinthians where I, I think it's saying this 1 uh, Corinthians, I believe it's chapter 14, maybe verse 26. Uh, you can go look it up. But Paul writes about the local gathering of believers. He says, if any one of you, whenever you come together, someone has a teaching or someone has a revelation or someone has a tongue or an interpretation or someone has a hymn or a song, whatever he has, bring it. Each person has a part to play in the local gathering of believers, which also relates to what is the church. The word simply means gathering, the Greek word is ekklesia, it simply means a gathering of believers. And so that's what we're seeing is as believers gather together, God has uniquely designed every single one and they're bringing what they can. They're bringing their gifts, their talents, their very lives and offering them to say, Lord, I want to use this to love others. And to be a blessing and that transforms local communities and it it then begins to have a ripple effect that i believe transforms the globe and impacts the global body of christ like you're seeing in these examples i've shared like man this guy's being impacted from afar he's like you know that guy in poland i'm like yeah he's like that's amazing and this guy in poland has no idea the the far-reaching impact of what he's done to say yes to jesus how his his simple yes to jesus to love others has impacted people he'll never even meet. That might be the case for you. What if you were to simply offer yourself, offer your uniqueness, offer your gifts to your local body of Christ, to your local church? What could happen? Imagine, I believe that those local believers will be incredibly blessed. I believe your church will be better for it because you're saying, I'm gonna be an active participant in the body of Christ, not a passive recipient. I believe God wants us to be participants, not only recipients. And that requires us to evaluate, how does God want me to step forward? How does God want me to love others practically in action and offer who I am to these believers to be a blessing? What I have to be a blessing. It's all Jesus. It's all His anyway. It's all God's. It's not all mine. Um, The second part, so first off, I see a pattern of these believers offering their lives and their gifts to love others in the body of Christ. Secondly, I see them doing this outside the four walls, to love others outside the church, to love the lost, to reach people with the good news. This guy who I just met in this Bible study, yeah, he says he uses his gift of prayer for those who don't know Christ as well to point people back to him in an everyday context wherever he's at in fact he shared a story of a guy playing volleyball and he's like man he hurt his arm so he's going to go pray for him Un- incredible um there's another example maybe if you're at a restaurant there's a great tactic of hey learn the wait- waitress or waiter's name get to know them and say hey before we eat we're going to be praying is there any prayer need you have can we pray for you in any way And they may begin to open up and share what's going on in their life and you get to pray for them. You get to love them in action. What a simple act of love that could radically transform someone's life and ripple effect in a way that you could never even imagine. So these gifts are being offered to those in an everyday, everywhere context outside of the four walls of the local church. Both are highly important. So what gifts do you have? What has God placed in your life? How are you unique and how can you use that to advance the kingdom every day, everywhere, and to bless the local body of believers? Think about that for a moment. God has certainly wired you and gifted you and given you certain things, and he's given you unique roles. Maybe you're a parent, and when you take your kids to the park or to a public place, I've been shocked as a parent that everyone loves my two-year-old they uh, almost if it was i was by myself they probably couldn't care less about me (laughs) but my two-year-old i mean it brings she just has to wear her cowboy boots and cowboy hat and walk into a store and it's like every person on the planet wants to talk to me they're smiling they're laughing they're waving they're greeting because of my two-year-old maybe you're a parent And God wants to use that role that you play to build bridges to other people because that's a unique role that you play. Maybe you're a grandparent. All of a sudden, you're in a stage of life that's more approachable. People feel more at ease with those who have more age and more wisdom. Maybe God wants to use that to bridge gaps with other people, whether that might be in the local context of believers. You have wisdom to offer, and He wants you to share that. God's not done with you yet. Or outside the church. And God wants to use that to connect with other people so that you can be a friend-type elderly mentor figure and lead them toward Jesus. Maybe you have a particular job. That opens up doors that other jobs wouldn't. If I recently met a guy who uh, drives a tour bus around. And he gets hired out for... Um, different groups, going to different places, man, you better believe he gets to meet people from all over the world and travel with them by bus. He's in a unique position to meet unique people. Um, maybe you have a unique job and God would use that so that you can connect with more people and love them in action and share the good news of Jesus with them. So don't hold back. What, what's the connection between you, uh, the Muslim world, poland and a bible study (laughs) in colorado well the connection is the pattern is that's been discovered in all of these is that if you take one simple step your obedience may ripple effect globally and impact history what's your simple step find out how god has wired you and use that to love others, use that to bless others, use that to point people toward Jesus. That's it. It is really that simple. And as you do that, over time, you may discover that your local church is impacted, your local community is impacted. That grows and expands and ripple effects in ways you'll never see to impact the global body of Christ and the world. This is what it means to be, I think, a kingdom laborer. We talk about it all the time at Forge and our podcast, Fuel for the Harvest, that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And while all of us can roll up our sleeves and do the hard work to get the kingdom advanced, to, to say, I'm going to do what needs to be done. Laborers get things done. We all have a unique role to play. We all have a unique part to play in this kingdom advance. So what what will you do this week to say, God, here I am. Everything I have, all I am is yours. Well, I couldn't help but share uh, just some of these exciting things with you guys. And uh, I I pray that it will um, inspire you and encourage you as you step out into the harvest fields wherever your feet take you. Uh, Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Fuel for the Harvest. God bless you and see you next time.